Hello and welcome to the Crochet Circle podcast. This is episode 24 and I'm calling it Giddy Kipper. I was going to call it something else up until about an hour ago and then as I was getting ready to record the podcast my energy level was just going up and up and up and up and I thought it's probably more appropriate to call it Giddy Kipper because that's what I am today. I think it's got to do with two things. One, it is blowing a hooli out there. We've had kind of um, high winds for the last couple of days and that seems to affect me. And two, we're into a new year. It's January. Today is the third and uh, that always makes me just feel really energised and refreshed and giddy kipperish. Um, so welcome in. How are you all doing? Have you had a fantabulous? There's a new word for 2018. Have you had a fantabulous Christmas and New Year? That is quite a good word, fantabulous. Write that one down. Fantabulous. So, have you had a fantastic Christmas and New Year? I really hope so. Um, we've had quite a chilled out one. It's been lovely, actually. We went down south to stay with our friends Jenny and Fraser and their two wee boys for Christmas and it was just really very relaxed, exactly what we needed. It, 2017 was a bit hectic, a bit full on, there's been a lot happening, really good stuff, but it was nice to have a few days just to, as I would put it, decompress and just chill out before we kick started into 2018. So given that it's a new year, I wanted to just take a couple of minutes to reintroduce myself. If you're new to the podcast, you might even know, know what my name is. So my name is Faye. I live in Cheshire in England, although the accent is Scottish. I moved down here many, many moons ago and I've lived all over the place, but this is where we currently live. Um, I've been podcasting for just under two years. We go out as an audio podcast on Stitcher, Podbean and iTunes, and it's also a video podcast on YouTube so you can catch me across loads of different platforms. I do really full and comprehensive show notes so any of the patterns or yarns that I talk about they're always linked within the show notes so if you're sat watching podcasts with a pen and paper please don't bother just click into the link in the YouTube or the link that's available via um, Podbean and all of the show notes are there and if you're listening on audio then you get all of the photos of all of the things that I am talking about. So you've got it as a really nice frame of reference for what I talk about within each episode. And that happens every single month. The podcast goes out on the first Friday of every month. Without fail, I've never missed a deadline. I think last month the YouTube video, YouTube was mocking me about something rotten. So it went up a couple of hours late. But that is an absolute deadline in the sand for me. It always goes up on the Friday. So although it's only a monthly podcast, it's quite a big one. And you can always like put a little note in your diary. First Friday of every month, you will 100% have a Crochet Circle podcast to go and listen to or watch. Is that enough? I'm also on Instagram. Um, and it is crochet underscore circle underscore podcast. And we also have a really lovely Ravelry group in Ravelry. Obviously, it's a Ravelry group. What else would it be? If you go into groups and you search for the Crochet Circle podcast, then you'll find us in there. Lots of chatter, 
just the loveliest of lovely people, some of which are on Instagram as well, some aren't, so you'll only find them on Ravelry and loads of information, loads of photos get uploaded, lots of chatter. So if you're looking for a nice, positive, always positive, upbeat community, that's a really good one to go to. I know not every podcast has got a lot going on in Ravelry and we, we do, we've got a lovely group in there. So go and check, check us all out and see what you think. Right, introductions done, I think. You know who I am. And the other thing, if you're new, whether you're listening or watching, is that I'm always waving. So at the beginning of every single episode, I'm waving at you. And if somebody pops a photo of them watching the podcast on Instagram, they always get pinged back with a little message which says, I'm waving. (laughs) I can't help it. Even if I tried to hold my hand down, it would still be going and waving at you all. So, um... Yeah. Welcome into the podcast. Let me crack on and um, start off with quick news beats. First up, I have a new heater. (laughs) Somebody got in touch with me and said, I'm really concerned that you're freezing whilst you're doing the podcast. And I wouldn't mind if I heard some background noise. And I thought, oh, that's really sweet. I can't remember who it was. I'm really sorry. But I took that as a key moment to go and buy a new heater that might just click every now and then but actually puts the ambient temperature of my office up quite nicely. So um, thank you for prodding me into actually heating up my office and studio space. I'm really quite nice and toasty today now. Um, We have got running at the moment the CAL, which is the One Skin Wonderland CAL. I'm saying we because I've been running it in conjunction with Charlie from the Love Charlie podcast. And uh, it's going really well. Loads of you are engaging. There's still lots of time to join in. You didn't have to just start your project on the 24th of December. I'm starting more projects now. So if you fancy it, you've got until the 31st of January to get that one skein out of your stash and get it used, as Lisa would call it, an only child. Love that. So go to your stash, find that little lonely only child, uh, adopt it and make it into something amazing. You could also be using mini skeins. I'll show you something that I'm working on with mini skeins as one of my one skein Wonderland Cal ideas as well. Um, but yeah, you've still got time to hook something on or cast something on or weave something with um, with 100 grams of yarn. It can be DK, it can be chunky, it can be four ply. It just needs to be in and around 100 grams. Doesn't matter if it's less, but the whole idea is to use up the precious skeins or to have a really quick project that you can do because January is still quite a busy time you're still dealing with the aftermath of um, the holiday season so it's just that idea of having something really quite nice and chilled out and mindless that you can be working on so come on in and join us loads of examples of great stuff in the Ravelry thread and also if you look at the hashtag which is one skein wonderland cal on Instagram you'll see loads of different patterns that people have been working on in there also. So that's that one. So there's that. Does anybody else watch Fargo? If you do then you'll know exactly what I'm on about. So there's that. Next one is the global hookup. I am aiming for the 3rd of Feb being the first one that we have and normally it would be the Um, I think I'd set it up as the last Saturday of every month, but I'm actually away at the end of January. Um, I'm going off for a nice weekend with my parents and my nephews. 
so I won't be able to do it then because internet access when I'm going isn't going to be good enough. So I'm pushing it forward to the 3rd of February. Matthew and I have been talking with a technical consultant. Um, Matthew explained to him what it was that I wanted to achieve and he, he said what everyone else has said and what I suspected, which is that Zoom is going to be the best application. So that's the path that I am about to tread. Um, but 3rd of Feb and you'll hear more from me on that Next one is that I am heading to Black Sheep Wolves on the 13th of January and I know that quite a few of you guys actually live reasonably closely to Black Sheep Wolves which is at Colchith near Warrington. So I'm going to do a workshop in the afternoon on joining Feely Crochets, something that I just I want to extend my skills in and um what I thought was because it's a half day workshop in the afternoon, maybe we could have a bit of a gathering in the morning over at Black Sheep Walls. So if you're interested, I'll be there from 10.30 till about um, 12.30, 1 o'clock by the time I have to go to my workshop. Um, meet in the cafe, come and have coffee and some cake and let's have a little crochet session together. I've been in touch with a few people that live locally and I know that they're going to be there. Um, Catherine's also coming through for the workshop from Yorkshire so I'm hoping that she'll be able to come a bit early and have a little hookup session with this as well. So if you're in and around the Black Sheep area, Black Sheep Wolves area on the 13th of January, 10.30 till 12.30, let's have a bit of a January gathering. Um, I said that I was going to um, tell you what the cows are for 2018 within this podcast and I'm actually going to set that out within a slightly different podcast. So aside of this one which will come out on Friday, a couple of days after another one will come out. Um, I don't know what it's going to be called yet but it's all about what we achieved in 2017 by we, I mean we as a crochet podcast community, so all of you guys, what I personally achieved in 2017 and really setting the scene for 2018 as well and showing what it is I want to do with the podcast and asking for your feedback on that. So if that's something you're interested in, initially I was going to do it as part of this podcast, but I thought it would make it a really long podcast, so I'm splitting it into two, and some people may not have interest in that, they just want to watch a podcast and not be that involved with it, so the second podcast will come out a couple of days after, and that's all about looking back and then looking forward into 2018, and within that I'll tell you what the other cows will be. The first one that you need to be looking out for is going to start on the 1st of March and run until the 29th of April. And it's going to be called the Different Designer Cal. And the whole premise of this is to find a new designer. We all sometimes get trapped with a few designers that we know and love because we respect them, their patterns work for us. We found that their designs are our designs. We have a real affinity with them. But sometimes that can funnel you down into only doing stuff with those designers. And there are so many designers out there that deserve some attention and are new and they might only have one design out there or it might be somebody who's got hundreds but we just don't know about them because they might be a little more country specific. I came across a designer earlier today on Instagram and one on a blog the other day and I'll, I'll be shooting them and their stuff is so different looking, it's so 
beautiful and vibrant compared to the stuff that I'm seeing normally through my Instagram feed or on Ravelry. So the whole point of this is to celebrate new designers and to start trying patterns from different designers. So again, there will be a whole thread where you can big up who you like as your favourites, but then that's not the one that you're allowed to use for the crochet along. I'm being mean. You really, you really have to pick somebody that you have never used before. But by talking about your favourite designers in the thread, what you're then doing is promoting them to other people that have never used one of their designs before. Um, so yeah, that's what the cow's going to be. I'll open up the threads in the next couple of weeks and then we can get cracking with that. Cast on, cast on, hook on date will be the 1st of March and you'll have just under a couple of months to do that project. Really excited about this one. I'm really excited about finding different designers and just kind of swap, swapping things up a little because um, we all have our go-tos and it's maybe time to celebrate some of the more unsung designers that we don't know about yet. Right, I think that's it for Quick News Beats. Shall we move on to old dog and new tricks? Those that follow me on Instagram may have seen the one that I'm talking about today. But I bought, um, it's a cashmere cowl and it's 100% cashmere. It's really beautiful and warm. It was made in Scotland and I got it from TK Maxx. Total bargain. I think it was reduced from something like £80 down to, I think I didn't pay more than £10 for this. And it's really warm. But... It was a light blue colour and I bought it anyway thinking maybe I'll give it to somebody else. It's such a bargain. I don't want it to go to waste. And what I found was I wanted to wear it, but I wasn't wearing it because of the colour. And then for hashtag Friday is Dye Day at the end of December, it suddenly struck me that, well, you know, I'm perfectly capable. Why don't I just change the colour? And so what I did was um, soaked the cowl overnight, just in water. So it was completely um, permeated with water, completely sodden. And then prepared a dye bath, which was water, 100 ml of white wine. It's not white wine vinegar. I did not use white wine vinegar. <laughs> One, it's because I was using it in a recipe last night. 100ml of white vinegar. That would be an expensive dye job. <laughs> and 3 grams of the Wilton's ice colourant in the shade teal. And that has turned my light blue, would never wear cowl, into this beautiful teal colour. And I wear it all the time now. So... The thing is, if you see something, or you might even have a shawl or a jumper or something that is already in your wardrobe, and you just don't wear it because you don't like the colour, think about the prospect of just changing the colour, just dyeing it. I've found this dyeing method to be a lot more reliable than the kind of dye-on machine dyes. This, this has worked much, much better for me. If you wanted to look at how you can use colourant, um, ice and colourants to dye, I did do it as part of the hashtag Friday is Dye Day blog post. I'll um, reinsert the links for that into these show notes. It's really, really simple. Rather than using the microwave method, I heated this up in my dye pot. I have a specific um, large saucepan that I use for dyeing. And you just 
keep it on a very low simmer until all of the colour has exhausted out of the water and has attached itself essentially into the item that you are dyeing. So I now have a cowl that I love and wear all the time and it's really warm and it was just previously sat in my wardrobe. Very happy with that. So that's one and the other quick old dog new tricks that I have for you is all about Instagram. So I quite often have people say, um, oh, I don't, I don't do Instagram. Now, I love Instagram and I would happily encourage as many of you as possible to be over there as, um, as a social media place to keep in touch and to see what's coming through. If you like being part of a crochet community, then Instagram is a really lovely place to do that. I find it to be a lot more positive than Facebook. You don't get roasted on Instagram. People generally aren't rude, which they can be on Facebook. Um, and I just find that people, because it's photo-based, it's generally really a very positive space. Um, now, if you set up an Instagram account, you don't have to post anything. You can just follow other people. You can comment on their photos if you want or their you know, whatever it is, you can um, have a conversation with them, but you don't have to post yourself. So if you're not joining Instagram because you think, oh, my photography isn't good enough, then one, it's a great way of learning how to take different types of photos, but two, you don't actually have to post any photos to be part of the Instagram community. One of the things that they've changed quite recently, which makes it an even more interesting space, is that you can now follow hashtags. So previously, where you would have to search a hashtag, you can now follow them so they will appear as part of your feed. That makes it a lot more interesting because it allows you to see other people's photos, other people's work coming through Instagram. So you're not then depending on just the people that you might already have in your feed. It's working really nicely, I have to say. So what I'm doing is starting a hashtag for us, which is hashtag crochet circle podcast. So I would love to build up more of the community side of things on Instagram as well as Ravelry. And the best way that I can do that is for people to use the hashtag crochet circle podcast. That then means that that will start appearing as part of your feed and that we can further the sense of community that we have with this podcast, which is... It's why I do it. I don't count numbers for this podcast. I don't look at the number of downloads I've got. I don't look at the number of followers. I do this for the community and for the sense of purpose and because I just love being part of something and having you guys um, join in with that. Not join in with me because it's not me. I just happen to be the person that sits in front of a camera and a microphone and blabs away. I do this because I love the community and I find you enthusiastic and you make me want to do more and you make me want to learn more and you want me you make me want to be better at my techniques and the way that I communicate and I'd love to bring some of that over to Instagram. So think about joining if you're not already there. If you already are, hashtag crochet circle podcast. I'd love to get that going um, and see where we can take it in 2018. I'm really excited about that. So I'm scooting on to finished objects. I don't know, <laughs> I don't know why, but I feel like my accent has ramped up a little. I haven't been anywhere near Scotland in the last few weeks. 
Maybe it's because I've just had bagpipe music on before I started recording, but I feel like I sound quite a lot more Scottish today than I usually do. I'm not, I'm not, I don't know what's going on, but that's how I feel about it. So hopefully you can all understand me. So finished objects. I have got a couple for you. It's been a bit of a, an odd month really. And one of the reasons why is because I've got a long-standing work in progress, which if you're watching the podcast, you'll see it and I'll talk about it in whips. Um, but you'll see where my where my bugbear is and why it is that I haven't been able to do that much crochet. But what I did manage to finish was um, a massive cowl. This was my first project for the One Skein Wonderland. It was a, well it is, a skein that I was given for Christmas from Matthew and I was allowed to get it early and start hooking it up on, um, I think I started at five past 12 on Christmas Eve. And the pattern is called the Calm Cowl. It's free of charge, it's on Ravelry and the designer is a lady called Susanna Davidovich. This is massive on Ravelry. I think there's something just shy of 2,500 projects of this cow. It's hugely popular and it just uses one skein. You can make it as large or as small as you like and it's just really simple. It uses linen stitch and what the pattern calls for is for you to join each round chain and then start the next round. I didn't do that because with linen stitch you can just keep on working in a spiral and I just found that easier and what it also meant was that I could use every last drop of my skein so it didn't matter where my round finished and I did. I, the wastage on this project from one skein was literally 20 centimetres which were the two ends I wove in and that was it. So <laughs> I was just going to try and put it on, just doubled over, that doesn't work. Just pop it on. It's really nice and cosy around your neck. This is how I like my cowls to be. I like them to be quite close in and quite bulky so that I'm actually being kept warm. Um, the yarn is by Gilly at Fjord Fibres and it is called Ice Flow and I just loved, I loved working with it. I loved seeing the pops of colour come through. Um, so every now and then you would get a really vibrant piece that had jade in it or a really vibrant um, turquoisey bit in it and I just I just kept on drilling round it and um, this flew off the hook in no time at all. I think we were heading back up to come home on Boxing Day and I finished on Boxing Day morning. I was determined to take photos of this on the beach before we came home. So that is my first finished object. Um, absolutely gorgeous. Cannot recommend it highly enough. I've already written up my project notes for this in Ravelry. I'll provide links within the show notes. And I think I called it Ice Flow Calm Cowl. Really, you know, I love linen stitch anyway. I think it's perfect for lightly variegated yarns. I think it really shows off the yarn to its full effect because um, it changes the way that things pull. Um, yeah, absolutely beautiful. My second one, it's also by Fjord Fibres, but it's a pair of knitted socks this time. 
So when I purchased the ice flow yarn, Gilly very kindly also sent me a skein of Moroccan tagine. It's, the colours in this are just absolutely beautiful. So it's, as you would expect, very Moroccan colours, so very earthy tones, a light tealy colour, cream, peachy into terracottas. And the way that they come out when you knit the socks are just, it's just gorgeous. I'll pop photos into the show notes again. But these are, it's, it's a slightly heavier sock weight yarn, so it's 350 metres per 100 grams which gives you such a lovely, dense fabric. I haven't yet worn these. You know me, I have this thing about not wearing socks until I've shown them off on the podcast. I cannot wait to get these on my feet and see how toasty warm they are. I, I put one on my foot just as I'd finished it um, and I didn't even step my foot down on it. So I'm looking forward to wearing these. And then what I plan to do, because I've now crocheted with... Um, with Gilly's sock yarn and have knitted with it I will give you a full yarn review on that yarn so that you know how well it um, wears how well it washes um, how much it softens up I mean it's all it's already really quite nice and soft but I would expect it to soften further upon washing I'm also going to machine wash this I actually machine wash all of my crochet and knitted socks I have a wool function in my washing machine. Life is just far too short for me to be hand washing socks. So everything gets flung through the machine and these will be no different. I'm actually also going to wear these socks when I go... I was going to say when I go up Snowdon. I am not going up Snowdon. I am coming down Snowdon. So at the end of January when I meet up with my family, um, Snowdon is the highest peak in Wales. And we are going up there. It also happens to have a railway. And I am going up on the train, then climbing the last little bit to the summit, and then I'm doing the descent. My legs just don't work like normal people's legs. So whilst I can do descents, I can't do ascents. I struggle to climb stairs. I really struggle with hills. So there's no way that I could climb Snowdon. But because of the railway, I can still do the descent. And these are what I'll be testing out in my walking boots um, when I come back down Snowdon. So I'll be able to give you a good proper review on that one and let you know um, how they work out and um, how comfortable the wool was, how good it was at wicking um, but I'll have worn them a few times before then so I'll know how well they've washed as well and with this one I tried for the first time an eye of partridge heel which I really love, slightly different and it gives a really lovely dense uh, fabric at the back which is what I want for my socks because I rub on the heel in particular so there um, there are my two finished objects. I have got a couple of others, but I'll show you them in Designs in Progress. So, loving uh, Gilly's Fjord Fibre yarns. She did so many giveaways and discount codes and stuff over Christmas time that I'm fairly sure that quite a few of you were buying her her yarn. And I just, I just don't think you can be disappointed with it. It is proper woolly wool. I know it's um, 75% Norwegian wool, 25% nylon, but you honestly can't feel the nylon in it. It just feels like 
it's it just feels sheepy it's lovely really nice to work with like i say really dense and warm so that's it for finished objects for now we'll we'll whip on to whips so whippity whip whip whips i have got one two three um the first one is actually part of another crochet along that I am running. Um, well, I'm, am I running it? I guess I am. I'm doing it in conjunction with Olin and Magazine. Lovely ladies there, Laura and Deirdre, had never done a crochet along before. They're both really knitters. Laura can crochet, but I'm not sure how confident she is. And I think, Deirdre, you can crochet a little bit, but not too much. And so they'd never done a crochet along, and you know me, I'm like me, 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 I can, I can help with that. <laughs> so we have got a crochet along running at the moment, which is called um, crisscross. You've seen me talk about crisscross shawl before, and I am now on my third version of it. So I've done, I did one in TJ Frog Shoreline and Strata Wool, which is the limestone one. Um, which is a slightly heavier weight four ply and that was the grey one undyed absolutely beautiful and then I did the second one in the green elephant yarn colourway gym nut which is a much lighter four ply it's 425 meters per 100 grams and so when I was doing that one what I did was extended the pattern so that you could use up more of the yarn on that version so both versions of the pattern are actually given within one pattern and it's available on Alan Ann's latest edition of their online magazine. It's free of charge. If you haven't yet had a look at what the girls are doing with Alan Ann magazine, go and have a look. So basically they're based in Ireland and it's Ireland's fibre and crafting magazine and they've got bits and pieces on embroidery. They've got a lovely piece um, on a guy that makes spinning wheels. There's just a bit of everything in there, very much craft related and really getting into the gist of what's happening on Ireland's or in Ireland's crafting scene. But that doesn't mean you don't have to be in Ireland to get anything out of the magazine. It's full of great stuff. They do lots of um, knitting patterns as well and um, quite a few crochet patterns. It's just that they've never done a crochet along. So to show the versatility of the pattern, of the crisscross pattern, I am now working up a version in a DK weight yarn and I picked a very much kind of shamrock green for it because um, I figured it's an Irish crafting magazine I should use green and it complements nicely against the grey one that I've already done and the gym nut colourway as well so the yarn that I'm using is it's a now discontinued yarn and I'm really sad about that it's by Roan and it's alpaca colour and it's 100% alpaca and it's quite a light um, double knit it is 120 meters 131 yards per 50 grams so for um, 100 sorry 240 meters per 100 grams and it goes from it's predominantly that bright bright green but it does go into a slightly tealy green color as well um yeah but it's not so you get a little bit of striping 
with it within the pattern. I'll pop photos into the show notes, but I'm currently moving on to the third of the um, block sections for the pattern. So I reckon I'll have this done by the end of next week and I will pop it up into the thread. So there's a thread for the cal which is running in the All and And group. Um, so come along and join us there. The cal started on New Year's Day and it runs until the 23rd of February. This is a really easy shawl to do. So if you're not that confident a crochet, although the lattice work on the shawl might look a little difficult, it's actually just chains and slip stitches. It's really easy to do. I've deliberately produced a pattern that looks more complicated than it is, but is very much achievable for a beginner crochet. The increases only happen at the end and you've been given a row count for every single row. There's also a YouTube video online um, for the trickier bits of the pattern, should you need more help with that. And it's timestamped, so you can just go straight into the bit that you, you actually need help with. There are photos within the pattern, and I'm in the cal thread. So if you get stuck with anything, you just holler, and I will help you out of it. So this is the, uh, like I said, the DK version, and I reckon it's going to need about 250 to 300 grams of yarn to get this to the smaller size within the pattern. Don't think I'll need to do the extended version because it's coming up quite a bit bigger than the four ply version. In part because I'm using a five mil hook with it. Part of the design is about keeping the stitches reasonably loose and open rather than having a big dense cowl around your shoulders. Um, so the four ply is worked up with a four mil hook and the DK is worked up with a five mil hook. So have a look, there are loads of examples on Instagram and in Ravelry of people making their versions of crisscross. It's a free pattern, it's on All and Ands at the moment and then when they upload the next edition I will put um, the pattern up on Ravelry for you to download and it's also available in UK and US terminology already on All and Ands website. So, I've covered every single base with this pattern to make it as accessible as possible for people. Um, yeah, so that's whip number one. And of course, it's in a matching bag. It's um, in my uh, Emya handmade bag with all the greens on it. I have this thing at the moment about matching projects to project bags and where possible to the colour of my hook as well and having nice little stitch markers added it just it makes me happy it makes me feel content that my project is somehow going to be better because I've matched everything in that's quite daft really I suppose but I was speaking to somebody online yesterday who actually handmade stitch markers for starting I think it was this Cal she'd gone out and handmade stitch markers specifically for her project and I thought that's quite a nice idea but that would just be yet another rabbit hole for me to drop down. Too little time on this uh, on this planet. If we could get a few more hours in the day, I would be very happy. My next whip is... How can I put this? It's my nemesis. It's this knitted cardigan that I was working on for my friend Fraser. It's meant to be done for Christmas Day. 
it's not done. Um, I hate it. I can't. <laughs> I may as well be plain about this. I don't hate the pattern. It's a nice pattern. It's well written. I don't hate the yarn. It's nice yarn. It's good to work with. It doesn't split. However, it's a four ply cardigan. And the very nature of a cardigan in knitting is that for every knit row that you do, you have to do a purl row. And purl rows are really slow going, pain in the backside, and it's really monotonous knitting because you just have like inch upon inch upon inch of stockinette stitch, which is just dull as anything. Like a woohoo moment is when I get to make a buttonhole. Can you imagine that? A buttonhole is a woohoo moment in a cardigan. That said, I need to crack on with it. I told Fraser I would do it. He kept on ripping it out of me on Christmas Day because he didn't have a present to open. And it did get to the end where I was a bit like, enough now. <laughs> like, this represents, I think, going to be a hundred hours of my time. That's three working weeks that I haven't been working because I've been working on this cardigan or three working weeks that I've been doing this cardigan rather than three working weeks of other things I need to do with my life and want to do with my life. Not Fraser's fault, my fault. I should have made him a chunky version, but I didn't. I made the four-ply and I regret it and I will never do it again. I will never make somebody else another garment unless it's for a child. I'm going to keep on making them for myself because actually that's a huge, one of the things that I've worked out is that's a huge part of my enjoyment is me being able to get the benefit of them and me being able to wear them and show them off and report back on it. So, I uh, yeah, I hate this cardigan. I need to get it finished. I need to get it sent to Fraser and frankly, get it the hell out of my life because I'm done with it. If I thought I could pay somebody else to do this and match my gauge, I would do it because... I don't want to do it, but I have to. So I'm going to stop moaning and uh, just move on from that because, yeah, I won't even show you as an F roll next time because it will be sent to him. I will probably just take a photo and go, here's that dreaded cardigan that I hate. The cardigan of doom is finished. That's it. Mm -hmm. Right, I'll stop moaning now. So, moving on to feeding the habit, a few little bits and pieces. One of the things that I purchased just before Christmas, as a sort of extra, extra Christmas present from Matthew, don't think I even wrapped him, don't think I even told them, he just bought me more wool, um, was a set of mini skeins that Beckett and Marcus were doing at Rivernets. And it was part of a charitable scheme that they were doing. So you bought a set of their six mini skeins, which gave you 120 grams. Um, and they donated £5 to Medicine Sans Frontier. I like to support Medicine Sans Frontier because quite often when there is a crisis of some sorts, they and the Red Cross are the first two... Um, charities that are in there facing danger and trying to help people and make them better so um, I'm always happy to support them as a charity and it was nice that um, Becky Marcus had thought of it so the six that I got were it was all related to the nutcracker and the colour variation that I got was the mouse king and it's um, a set of 
three that are based in greens and three that are based in kind of maroony pink colours. Really beautiful. So it goes up through the colours. So you've got um, an earthy kind of based in a limey green, a mid green and then quite a bright green. And then there's a real dark aubergine colour, an, an almost winy claret, reddy brown and quite a soft mid pink um, colour as well. And they work really beautifully as a set of six colours together. So I got them and they have been, I've been using these as um, my next hashtag One Skin Wonderland Cal. And I'll show you in in Designs in Progress what it is I've been doing with them. Originally I was just casting on a sock and then I thought, actually... I'm going to write this up as a pattern because I really like it and I think it's very usable. So hence it's now appearing in Designs in Progress. So this is 100% Blueface Leicester. And it's going to be one of my first pairs of socks that doesn't have nylon in. And I'm intrigued to see how well it wears. Um, I've been told by various people that Blueface Leicester without nylon is absolutely fine and works is not an issue and wears very nicely so I'll be able to report back on that one but just the given how many colours Becky and Marcus have got the potential for stripy socks just out of their colour range is huge I also think their mini skeins are really good value for money so six mini skeins for £19 is really good value Um, so very, very pleased to get them balled up and on the go. I was um, balling these up in the journey on the way back up from um, from Jenny and Fraser's house with, you know how you do, the skein wrapped around your knees, <laughs> trying not to get it all uh, tangled up as we're making the journey back up the road. Poor Matthew, he now just pretty much gets to drive everywhere because... I'm always working on a project. I'm always doing something um, until it's dark and then that's the cue for me to start driving rather than Matthew. So I, the other thing that I have is a really beautiful project bag. You can hear the zipper. It's a zipper of quality. This I also bought from River Knits. I got it when I was at Nottingham and this was my main Christmas present from Matthew. I kept it very low-key this year and it's actually made by a um, really talented lady called New. Her, her name is New Sherman and she uses British leather, British fastenings, um, British everything basically in her project bags and I wish you could smell it. If you love the smell of leather then this thing is just divine and it is one of those project bags that just gets better with age because it just wears in as good leather does it softens up and it just it's gorgeous and it's a perfect size i would say for a two skein shawl if not a little bit more um you could probably do three three skein shawl in this i love it so it's currently housing my uh my river knits there's like a little river knits loving going in in this bag um and that's where my sock has been housed so yeah, they were my Christmas presents from Matthew. Earlier in December, um, I went down to Winchester. My best friend Jenny and I tend to meet up in December 
at one of the market towns that has a nice Christmas market. And this year we went to Winchester, which was just around the corner from um, where Little Grey Sheep are. And they happened to be having an open weekend the weekend that we were down there. Our accommodation was in between where they were and Winchester. So on the Sunday morning, we headed to Little Grey Sheep and managed to meet up with Helen um, Hells Bells and also with Flick, um, two, two people that are really engaged in the podcast and are friends and are just lovely. And we, we just sat and drank coffee and ate soup and had a really nice little chilled out Sunday morning afternoon with the ladies, watched a, a sheepdog display that was being done by Susie, who's the shepherdess at Little Grey Sheep. And they had all of their shop opened. And so, pardon the crinkle, because I really don't want to open these out. But one of the things I bought was a set of mini skeins from Little Grey Sheep, which is in their Stein 4-ply. And it is, um, it's spun by John and Juliet in at their mill, John Arbin's mill. And it's hand-dyed by Emma, who's the owner of Little Grey Sheep. Um, it's hand-dyed by her um, on the farm, actually. Where where we were sat in the cafe, I could see their dye studio all set up. It was in the most beautiful barn. It looked like it had been there for forever, um, but it wasn't. It's I think it's quite a new building. Absolutely gorgeous. I have a real affinity for barns and barn conversions. And some at, at some point in my life, I'm going to have to live in a barn conversion because... From about the age of 10, that's all I've ever wanted is a barn conversion. Um, so I was I was in awe of this place. Lots of timber, lots of natural materials. I just loved it. So what I have is a set of five mini skeins with a mid-green, a kind of dirty oatmeal cream, an aubergine purple, a mid-pink, and then into a grey. And this is going to be another of my One Skin Wonderland Cal project, I think. And it's also going to be a design. It's going to be another cowl, because I love a cowl. And it's going to be striped. I know what the design is. I just need to work out what the stitch is that I'm going to use. Quite excited about this, but I'm not allowed to start it until I've got a couple of other projects off my hook. I'm being quite strict with myself this year. I've got a few designs I've already worked up that I haven't yet got to the point of getting the patterns out. And so I'm not allowing myself to do another design and start working on another design physically until I finish those patterns. Because otherwise I'll just keep on designing and designing and designing and never really get anything out. I think... I'm not alone in that. I think, Rosina, you also have that same thing of it's the excitement of laying that the foundations of what you've got kind of jumbling away in your head, laying that down in a fabric is really, really exciting as a designer. Writing up a pattern is actually really hard work and can be quite dull. And it takes a long, long time to get a pattern down on paper in a workable fashion that other people will understand and that's not the fun bit. And we all just want to keep on doing the fun bit. <laughs> but doing the fun bit and not getting a pattern on doesn't pay for doing the fun bit. So, yeah, I'm being really harsh with myself about getting patterns finished and out before I move on to new ones.
So the other bits and pieces that I have got were, and I don't, yeah, I don't think you've seen these either. Um, Gilly also sent me over from Fjord Fibers. This, this is a bit of a Fjord Fibers fest, but I really love her wool, really love it. And she has got two new ones. I'm not sure if these are up in her shop yet because this is a new to her wool. And I'm showing it to you because I'm going to work up some designs in this wool. It is, um, they're 100 gram skeins and it's 375 meters per 100 grams. And it's 100% lamb's wool. And she sent me two colours. One is called um, Fell Lichen and the other is called Turmeric. And it is, they're just beautiful colours. I really love the soft tones that she gets with her dye. Some dyers like really in your face saturated colours, which I do like depending on the project. But Gillies have got a real softness to them and I really appreciate that. Um, these are just, they're just gorgeous. So, like I say, I already have designs set up for them, so you will see these again at some point in 2018. Again, I'm being really strict with myself. I have already worked out which designs I want to work on um, during this year, and I've already matched all of the fibres for them. So, I've already got all of the wool I need for my 2018 designs, um, and these two will feature... I can tell you a little bit about them. They're going to be, um, <laughs> sounds random. They're going to be based on the chimneys at Hampton Court Palace. If you've ever looked at a photo of Hampton Court Palace, quite often the photos are of the chimneys as well as the building itself. Um, part of the status of having wealth used to be that you put lots of design elements into functional things like chimneys and Hampton Court Palace is an amazing example of that. Every single chimney pot is different and they are like exquisite, they're beautiful and when I was looking at them the other month I was thinking ooh, I mean this is literally back in May that this idea came to me that I could make um, designs up with Hampton Court Palace chimney pots as my my design um, inspiration. So that's what these two are going to be. Quite excited. And then Gilly, because she's just wonderful, also sent me one of her project bags. And these are fantastic. Her stitching is incredible. It has a drawstring inner which actually gives it quite a bit more volume inside to play with. I've been housing my cardigan of doom in this and it fits the cardigan absolutely no problem and I've got two extra skeins of 100 grams of yarn in here as well so it's been housing the cardigan itself and 200 grams of skein and nearly 300 grams are already on the needle so it's it, it looks compact and bijou, but actually it's really quite spacious as a bag. And one of the reasons I'm showing you this is because she sent two. So in a future crochet along, the other one of this will actually be used as a prize and some very lucky winner will get their hands on it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's, it's lovely. I think the colours are slightly reversed out in that it's this lovely 
soft um, tealy bluey green on the bottom and then a more orangey cream one on the top but great little short handles love the drawstring bag and attention to detail Gilly is Norwegian and she's even put a little Norwegian flag ribbon on the side of her bag and like I say her stitching is just beautiful I am more and more getting into project bags and loving having some of the peripheral bits and pieces that go alongside crafting because it makes me want to work on the projects more. That probably sounds really daft but if I've got a nice project bag, a nice hook, I've got everything there ready to go, I'm more likely to go and work on that project unless it's a cardigan of doom of course but um, everything else I'm more likely to just be able to pick it up or transport it straight to the car I don't have to faff around it's all there ready to go and aesthetically it's already working for me because everything's nice and just as I want it so that is everything that I have had through the post in the last uh, four weeks or so quite lucky really aren't I we get lots of nice stuff and People send me stuff for the podcast, which is lovely. And it's not something that I ever, ever expect. And you'll never once have heard me say, oh, if you want to send me something for the podcast, because that's just not how I operate. Um, but people do tend to send me lovely things. And that gets shared out with you guys. Um, there's only so much stuff that I can use. And I do tend to try to do reviews with the stuff that I'm sent as well. Because I think if... If a maker has gone to the lengths of sending me some of their stock, hard-earned money and hard-earned materials and hard, you know, hard graft to get that to me, then the least I can do is properly review it and show it off in the podcast and also use it in my Instagram photographs afterwards to show that I'm actually using that stuff. I don't ever want to be just going, oh yeah, and I got this through the post, and oh yeah, I got this through the post, because that's just not what I would do so just for those people that have sent stuff for the podcast either for review or for me I really really genuinely appreciate it because I know how much hard work has gone into it and it your stuff is beautiful I really love what um, you guys do as makers um it it inspires me to do more and to be better so thank you moving on to designs in progress I have a few little bits and pieces to show you. So a wee while back, by a wee while I mean maybe about nine months ago, I was working on a pattern which um, was a tapestry crochet pattern and I did it as a cowl and a hat and I showed it on the podcast and then I didn't do anything else with it and there was a good reason for that. So the the pattern is, um, as I said, it's tapestry crochet and it's based on a set of diamonds. And one of my focuses for 2017 was to get better at crochet colour work, whether that was tapestry or intarsia. That was one of my key focuses. And this pattern was really inspired by a jumper, an Icelandic jumper that Istex had um, created the pattern for called John but it was a knitted pattern and through that inspiration I created this pattern but I wasn't 
the the main reason that I haven't got to the point of publish, it was all tech edited, it was ready to go, was I wasn't happy with the idea of pushing it out without getting permission from Istex because it was their pattern that gave me the inspiration to make this. And it is it is quite different when you I'll I'll um in the pattern you'll see there's a I will put a photo of John the pullover that inspired it. Um, but I just I wasn't comfortable with the idea of putting something out which had a very clear line of inspiration. So what I did just before Christmas, because I wanted to get this sorted, was I got in touch with the marketing manager at Istex. Now Istex is the mill that spins all of the Icelandic fibres. So Einrum comes out of Istex, all of the Alifos stuff, so the Lopi, Let Lopi, the um, plates, the Lopi plates, that all comes from Istex um, mill. The um, the lady that I emailed over at Istex came back to me immediately and said, absolutely no problem. We would just like you to make it in Lopi, if you don't mind. So that's why I have remade the cowl using the Lopi wool. There are going to be other um, variations of it. So there's a four-ply version that's been going to be worked up as well, which will be done using John Arbin's Knit by Numbers. Um, but the main pattern design will be done with this DK proper woolly wool. It's 100% Icelandic breed sheep wool, which means that it's got a proper amount of fibre coming off it. Some of the um, the hairs or the staple length that you get with Icelandic can be 20 centimetres or more. It's really it can be really quite coarse as well, but I really don't have an issue with that. It's n it's not a, a problem for me. And this stuff just keeps you warm. So when I went to Iceland the first time round, um, I had a, a field guide that took us out to the bottom of a glacier. His name was Snorri. And my dad and I had like Gore-Tex on top to toe, waterproofs, everything. And Snorri was waterproofed on his bottom half walking boots and he had on a base layer and his Icelandic lope jumper and that was it and the snow and it was just belting it down with snow was just repelling off this jumper it just he wasn't cold he was lovely and warm and he didn't get wet at all um, when we were out of the car going to the snout of the glacier um, so the properties of this wool are just incredible it's really nice to work with um, so so when the lady at Istax said, can you do it in Lopi, not a problem. I have a massive stash of it, so really not that difficult for me to look to my stash and look out some lovely Lopi to work with to redo the design. So um, there's the cowl. I have also done a hat, which I need to do a little bit of reworking because at the moment the way that I've pulled in the top of that hat is worked from the brim up. It looks a little bit like a nipple, so I need to de-nipple the hat. I know how to do it, but I was in the car um, trying to quickly finish this off before on, on New Year's Day before we went out for a walk. Um, so hence, the hat will look less like it's got a nipple on top of it by the time I've finished the design. Um, and then I've also been working on, I was working on these last night, some mittens to match as well. Um, so the whole concept is that it uses three colours, you've got one main colour and then two contrast colours um, and again in this diamond effect pattern. 
And I think with the mittens, what I'm going to do is have one set of the pattern as open mittens, just with a little bit of a, a thumb working round. And then I will also provide an extended version of this pattern with a full mitten top and a full thumb on it as well. So you then make your choice as to which one you want to make, but it will simply be a case of stopping the pattern at one point or continu continuing the pattern depending on which option you prefer. And these are so toasty warm and I've deliberately made them slightly longer on the, the cuff so that when you've got your winter jacket on or your jumper, you don't have any bare skin showing. Um, yeah, really, really like these. Um, and you could make this in any DK wool. So if Icelandic wasn't your thing, you could just make it in a much um, softer wool if that was what you preferred. Same with the cowl and the hat. Um, I just, you know me, I have a bit of a thing for Icelandic wool. It makes me happy. <laughs> so that's one of my first sets of designs in progress. What I'll just do quickly is show you. Um, I don't really like hats. It's not that I don't like hats, I love hats. I just feel like I look like a bit of a nugget in a hat and I just think I look stupid in most of them. But actually, I really rather love this one. The patterns are going to be called um, Borgness. Borgness? Yeah, Borgness. Which is my dad's favourite town in Iceland. This is going to sound really weird. But my dad has this real thing about... there's. A, <laughs> Borgness is um, quite a bit further north from Reykjavik and you go over a beautiful road bridge to get there otherwise you have to do a very circuitous route to get to that peninsula and there's a car park with the supermarket which looks very normal when you're facing the supermarket it looks like any old town but then when you turn round you've got the inlet, the mountains behind you, everything it's absolutely stunning but it's just, you know, you've got this this random town in the most gorgeous location and it's one of my dad's favourite places in Iceland so as an ode to him because he's always bringing me back more and more Icelandic wool I figured I would name this pattern after his favourite place in Iceland so it is the Borgness hat um, the Borgness cowl and the Borgness mittens not quite sure when these will be available. I'm aiming for February, probably the end of February. Um, but I'm looking forward to getting this pattern finally out and released. And what I'll also do is um, go back and show it to Estex and see what they say. And then if they're happy to, I would also like to do this as a knitted pattern. I've already knitted the cowl up previously and I really love it. But I want to make sure they're happy with it because again, the design inspiration came from one of their patterns. So yeah, watch watch this space for this one. Um, Lovely Joe and Lisa are, they're going to test crochet this for me. I've had them lined up for months to um, test crochet this. I just need to get to the point where they're going to get their hands on the pattern, which should be in the next week or so. But the real beauty of it is if you've got the hat on, let's say you're I don't know, catching the train up Snowdon and then going to walk the tiny little bit to the summit, but you want to keep warm. If you've got the hat on and then you put the cowl on, you're going to be toasty, toasty warm. And as I discovered the other day, you could easily rob a bank and never be caught because 
who's going to know who's under there? Absolutely nobody. But it's just snug enough as a cowl that it comes right up. If you need to keep your ears double warm, you can do that. And if you don't want it so far up your face, you just tuck the cowl in a bit and there it's up off your face. Um, I really like this kind of cowl where it's there to keep you warm. It's not just looking pretty. It's actually functional as well. I quite often find that if my neck is warm, then the rest of my body is a bit warmer as well. So imagine you're skiing and this is underneath your ski jacket. Tomorrow I'm thinking of you. That wind is not going to come anywhere through this crocheted cowl. It's, it's just so toasty and warm. <laughs> I look like I maybe should also have some nunchucks or something. <sighs> it's warm under there, definitely warm. So look out for that, that will be the, um, the Borgonesque set. And I think what I'll do is it will be a separate pattern for the hat and for the cowl and for the mittens. But if you buy, let's say if you buy um, two, you'll get the other element for free. And that's, that's how I'll work it out. And as ever, if you are a podcast listener, then I would give you a discount code as well. So that's been quite a nice little part. And it was, it, in part, that was lovely because um, I had showed the Lady Aztecs the, the original patterns that I'd worked up with the crochet. And she came back so quickly and said, love them. You know, please do go ahead. Just cite us for your inspiration and use Lope as the main, as the main wool. And please go ahead and show me when you've done them as well. So, um... That was quite a nice boost that they, they weren't unhappy with the design. <laughs> they weren't saying, oh no, that's pretty awful. Please do not do that. <laughs> um, you know, they're happy for me to cite that they are the inspiration for it. So that's the first set of designs in progress. And then the other, do you remember I mentioned that I'd got the Rivernet skeins for... See, I just went Irish there. Skeins. Rivernet skeins for Christmas. Um, well, I started straight away on another sock because I couldn't help myself. Um, so it's a striped sock using the mini skeins and it's a different colour through the stripe every five rows. So it's quite a nice, neat little condensed stripe and using the sixth colour for the toe, heel and cuff on the sock. So like I said, originally... I was just doing this as part of the One Skin Wonderland cowl. And then I thought, well, actually, there are quite a few technical aspects in this sock that I've been working out. And maybe what I should do is record a tutorial and then set it up as the pattern. So this is going to be uh, my first ever knitted sock pattern. I've got quite a few ideas for knitted socks as well. So you might find that I've got more of those coming out in 2018. But this is going to be called, uh, what did I call it? Yeah, Mini Mania Striped Socks. That's what it's going to be called. And the second pair that I'll do and show will be based on 10 rows for every stripe. And again, 10 rows over five colours and one contrast colour for the heels, toes, cuffs. 
So I just, I love the way they've worked out and I've been quite specific in my colour ordering, ordering and I've stuck to the greens and then going into the kind of aubergine and the pink and I've used that claret winey colour for the contrast on the um, cuffs, cuffs, toes, heels. So that's my latest design in progress. And whilst I don't tend to do knitwear designs or knitting designs, I do have quite a few up my sleeves that I just haven't put out because I've concentrated on on crochet. But um, yeah, you might you might see that there are a few more knitted bits coming out from me in 2018. Not too many more. Crochet will always be my primary focus. But I just I love these so much and thought if I'm going to this much effort, I may as well do them as a design at the same time. So by the time I record the next podcast, which will come out on the 2nd of February, these will be a, a finished object. Um, yeah, quite really quite chuffed with them. So that's it for designs in progress, I think. If you want to know more about what I've got planned for 2018, then take a look at the the other podcasts that will come out shortly. I think that one's just going to be called Clarity. Um, which t- it will all be sense it will make sense when you watch the podcast itself. But it's very much a reflection of twenty seventeen and really what I've mapped out for twenty eighteen. I've spent the last few weeks really thinking about what it is I want from the podcast, my business, and my designs, and that's what that next podcast will really cover is um, not so much just the Crochet Circle podcast, but me as an entity and the three strands of my working life which are the Crochet Circle podcast, Fade Ashbury Hughes Designs and Knit It, Hook It, Craft It which is my online shop. So podcasts will really hit those three key areas of my life and what it is I want to gain out of all of them basically because the other two strands have a massive impact on what I do within this podcast as well so it seems right that you have an understanding if you want it of the other elements right final bit is what's good one of the things that's good is I spent last year trying to work from my stash um, trying not to buy wool I had a couple of caveats where, where I could buy uh, wool if I was buying direct from the vendor um, and I was still able to buy wool for designs because I, I have to be able to do that um, but I had to really focus in on working through my stash and last night I totted up how much in um, in grams I had worked in my stash in 2017 and I was a little gobsmacked actually so in the whole of the last year with all of the projects that I have documented so I keep a notepad of all of the projects that I've worked on. I add little bits of the yarn that I've been working on in there. I washi tape it in. And it gives me a really good, neat little book for looking back through the year and seeing what it is I've been working on. It also gives me a good reference if I want to remind myself of what a wool felt like and any little side notes that I've got on it. Um, so this has been a really handy thing for me. But it meant that I could go back last night and tot up all of the quantities that I have been working with. And throughout 2017, I crafted with 9,628 grams. So that's just shy of 10 kilograms of yarn. 
I thought it would be a high amount. I really didn't expect it to be that high. And of that amount, six point, just over 6.7 kilograms were crocheted with and um, just over 2.6 kilograms were knitted with. That's a huge amount. I don't know what the meterage is, which would be an interesting um, thing in itself. And I think that's something that I'll probably track in 2018 is not just the grammage, but calculate every time I finished a project page, calculate how many meters I've used as well. I mean, it'll be a, an immense amount of meterage. But just shy of 10 kilos, if you think of a kilo of sugar, 10 of them would be quite difficult to carry. It would be heavy. And that's what I've knit, um, well crocheted and knitted with in 2017. Now, because my brain works in a really stupid way and I'm quite self-competitive, I'm already thinking, well, how much can I do this year? How much more? I have to get over 10 kilos in this year. Oh, I don't. But that's how my brain has already set it up against myself, against my 2017-year-old, well, 2017 fee wasn't good enough in future phase 2018 opinion <laughs> and I have to do more than 10 kilos in 2018 or not I could just be kind to myself and stop being so self-competitive and just not worry about these things never gonna happen ever so that's what's good is that I've done a load of stuff and I feel like well th this is why I'm a good kipper I'm so excited for 2018. I'm, I have, like, it, it's rare for me to be down on energy anyway, but I have even more energy than normal and it's renewed and I feel refreshed and ready to attack 2018. Like, be warned, people. If you thought I did a lot in 2017, just wait for what's coming this year because I set loads of things in kind of in motion at the back end of last year and it's going to be a good year it's going to be a very good year like I say if you want to know more look out for the next podcast called Clarity and see what I've got to say and what I've got um, planned out for 2018 but be warned mainly be warned this is the face of naughty this is the face of excitement and energy and ready to deliver great things and continue with our amazing community and um, yeah making sure that we all have a great time crocheting together and crafting together right on that bombshell i am off next podcast is on the 2nd of february um and i'll see you there one little side note did you notice we've got new music do you like it if you're really missing the old music I can put it at the end for you just to make you happy. But I figured it's January. Maybe we should change it up a little. And if I've been really good and I've done what I wanted to do, there's also a funky new title. I might have to delete this because I might not have managed it. But there might be a funky new beginning title for every podcast from now on in. This is what I'm talking about with energy and excitement and approaching things in a slightly different manner. If there was a new title, did you like it? I like it. Well, I don't know if I like it because I haven't done it yet. But it will be amazing. <laughs> right, I'm going now. Bye-bye! <laughs>